Well, hello, insurance agency owners. It is finally here. Please go to www.financiallycovered.com to download a copy of the Insurance Agency Owner's Roadmap to Financial Success. Uh, It gives some simple steps and some questions for you to consider to help you and your agency to achieve the financial success that you've been dreaming of and that you deserve. Also, please like and subscribe this podcast on any of the platforms where you listen, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. This is Financially Covered with Certified Financial Planner, David Chudik, a podcast for insurance agency owners, their money, and their profits. Welcome to Financially Covered. We are a podcast for insurance agency owners, their money, and their profits. My name is David Chudik, and I am one of you. I own a property and casualty insurance agency and have been in business since 2005, and I'm also a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. So what that means is I'm very passionate about bringing valuable information uh, to the insurance agency owners of the world. And I also want to be the financial planner for insurance agency owners because I know everything that you have on on your plates. So speaking of everything on your plates today, uh, we're talking with with some of the folks from Agency VA. And that's a service that we use. And it, it really has helped take a lot of tasks off of our plate here in our office. So I'm really happy to um, to have Wesley Anderson, uh, one of the co-founders, uh, on the podcast today. Great, and Reber, and uh, Carmen Ramirez. So, uh, hey, Wesley, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing today? I am doing great. So, so yeah. So, tell me, what made you start a, a virtual assistant company? That see, nobody, nobody ever is in kindergarten saying, "When I grow up, I want to start a virtual assistant company." Well, I think in even less are saying when I grow up, I want to start an insurance agency. So it's uh, yeah, that's it's even something- <laughs> that's even less exciting. Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's something you stumble into. And and I've done both. I'm the crazy person that's done both. Um, I actually grew up in uh, a tech company since I was eight years old. My my father started one, and part of my responsibilities working inside his company was if there was overflow and development work, programming, coding. Uh, we use virtual assistants. And so it's been a part of my life for, for a very long time. Uh, when I turned 23 years old, my dad had kind of burnt me out. And so I, I no longer had a strong desire to stay inside his tech company. And he said, unfortunately, son, you're a one trick pony. You know technology. Uh, so you better choose an industry that's not good at technology. So you provide value. Uh, within a couple days time, I got uh, insurance license and I got uh, real estate, my real estate license. And I found I didn't like real estate. But don't you um, make like $10,000 a week in, in, in real estate just by putting signs out and signing contracts? Yeah, that's it. Looking good, looking pretty. I mean, my Forrest Gump beard look didn't, uh, didn't fit those signs, wasn't drawn enough business. You look like uh, a nice guy, but you don't quite have the real estate broker uh, headshot that some of these real estate brokers have. No, no, I don't. And so uh, start an insurance agency, you know, a young, young, punk out there uh, trying to sell insurance. And, and my answer to every problem as I started my scratch agency was technology and virtual assistance. Well, come to find out uh, the utilizations of virtual assistance inside a PNC agency, uh, you can do a lot of damage. You can do a lot of fun things. And our agency had some success, uh, but I quickly realized after you know, 10, 11 years doing insurance that the VA side was what I loved. And so um, 
I, I consider the insurance industry, you know, the, the, the greatest industry in the world now, you know, it's been beautiful to my family. Um, but virtual assistance is, is really where my heart landed. I really enjoyed working and, and helping other agencies with virtual assistance inside specifically their insurance agency. So um, I have maintained my insurance agency to have that empathetic approach when I communicate with insurance agents. I haven't left it. Um, I do spend a minimal amount of time monthly inside of it. Um, but the VA game, you know, it started out as a couple of us and a fun idea to make the world a better place. We started in the Philippines and we have since expanded into Philippines, India, and most recently, we've gotten really aggressive with U.S.-based insurance licensed virtual assistants, and we're up to about 500 VAs in about a two-year period, and we anticipate that we're going to go into Jan 1, uh, 2022, with 1,000. So it's moving real quick, a lot of fun. Um, you know, Sherry, like inside your agency, David, you know, they become a very important part of these PNC agencies. Uh, she's absolutely part, part of the team, and, and um, she's... 10,000 miles away. So let's, I mean, let's talk, let's go to the basics. Like what is a virtual assistant and, and what can they do? And why would a, an, an insurance agency even consider letting someone who's not physically in their office, maybe there, there might be a perception that they can't be overseen very well. Why would somebody use a virtual assistant? Well, first and foremost, to answer that question, because I'm a nerd, because I came from a tech company, <laughs> If you don't have something uh, protecting the data, uh, you know, your carrier data, I don't think you should work for an insurance agency. Now, luckily, because I'm a nerd, we developed that software a while ago, and that's what helps us scale and grow. Uh, but Graydon, I'd love to hear your take. Uh, what, what, how you, you're on the phone with, you know, 15, 20 insurance uh, agency owners a day. What, how, how do you tell them what is an insurance agent? I mean, what is a, what is an insurance agent? What is a VA? I'm still trying to figure out what the heck an insurance agent does, but uh... <laughs> that, that's a complicated part, right? Now, so for my job at Agency VA, I speak with agency owners every day. Um, like Wes said, I talk with them. Kind of. And what, what is the staffing size of kind of the typical agencies that you're speaking with? You know, anywhere, do they have one team member on site? Do they have 20 or kind of what's the, what's the general staffing size? Yeah, for sure. So I've talked with a lot of individual agency owners, just one man show. I'm just trying to find their Pippin and Michael Jordan, you know, where they're doing everything they can, but they need a sidekick. Um, so I've talked with that type of agency and then also some agencies that are hiring 10 plus virtual assistants at a time. So we come across it all and we have different packages, different types of VAs in different locations that some are licensed, some are non-licensed just to help the agency in how, whatever way we can. Okay. So I want to play devil's advocate. And I actually want to talk to you about some of the things that you and I talked about uh, months ago before I became a client of Agency VA. So first of all, what if I feel like in order to have somebody help my organization, they need to be physically in my building so that I can kind of watch over them and make sure that, you know, either I or my manager is making sure that their tasks are, tasks are being performed properly. Yes. I mean, I think COVID-19 kind of answered that for a lot of agencies that I've talked to. Um, they attempted to work remote. They had employees that are still working remote just because they are downsizing office space. They learned how to communicate through Microsoft Teams, through Slack, through Zoom calls. 
Um, and then an add-on, like Wes said, just with the technology side that we bring with the virtual assistants, um, it allows them to track all of the computer movements, the screen refreshes, um, the keystrokes, everything that you need in order to see the vir virtual assistant's productivity. Um, we're going to be able to provide that for the agency owners as well. So if I have a team member physically in my office, I can kind of over time start to judge if they goof off all day and waste time and playing on Facebook or, or whatever. <clears throat> Are you telling me that your software can kind of get the same sort of metrices from, from someone who, who potentially is halfway around the world for me? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then just the sheer aspect of some of the cultural differences from these virtual assistants. Um, I was lucky enough to live in the Philippines for two years of my life, got to learn their language, got to learn their culture, their humility, um, really fell in love with the people, which is why I ended up here in this role. I um, just really found a passion for providing jobs for these virtual assistants around the world. Um, but just the, the difference of the pay scale over there, the harder they're working, a lot of these virtual assistants have college experience, they have families, they've been putting lots of time into learning English. And this is kind of the top of their, their to-do list. I mean, they're working with a U.S. agency, um, getting paid very well compared to some of the jobs that they could get there. And I think just when they have that respect for the agency owners that they're working with, it allows them to, to work harder and continue to grow with your agency. Well, and that's one thing that I have just been blown away by our, um, our VA, every time she signs on, she, she sends me a team's message uh, saying good afternoon. And, and on the rare occasion where she hadn't done something perfectly, she, she apologizes profusely, but it's genuine. I mean, she really wants to be, to do a great job and uh, I can definitely see the, uh, see the work ethic and, and we're not going to down talk Americans, but uh, th there may be a slight uh, decline in work <laughs> ethic in this country uh, or, or maybe that's, uh, that's just perceived. So you mentioned language. Do many of your VAs have the, have adequate enough English to, to make uh, you know simple calls out to clients. Yeah, so that's that's one of the questions a lot of the agencies come to us with, and it's why we have virtual assistants all over the world. Um, Wes mentioned they're in the Philippines, India, Puerto Rico, Central America, and then most recently licensed people here in the states. So depending on the tasks, kind of determines what type of VA we assign to that agency. But long story short, all of the virtual assistants we hire can speak adequate English to correspond with the agency owners. Um, just unfortunately with how things have played out, sometimes we don't put VAs on the phones necessarily with the insured just because they get bad reviews. Um, but that just depends on the geographic locations and accents. But we're, we're working to change that. We want to, to get rid of that stereotype. Sure, sure. And Sherry for our office, she does occasionally reach out for to a client to get a payment or, or just to relay a, a simple message. And she does a, a really, really good job with that. And, you know, what I like to think about is our office, we're, we, we, we try to operate very efficiently and we're probably understaffed as far as the, uh, the, the, the internal team. So we try to get off of our plates, all of the non-revenue producing items. So even something like a mortgagee change, 
that's only a five minute deal. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but, but if that interrupts trying to sell something and then it turns into a six minute deal and then, then you, uh, so, so we forward those to Sherry and she handles them and, and, and we can spend our time trying to make money because it's not all about the money, but it kind of is all about the money or else we could find something else to do with our times. I, uh, I think. So that's, that's really exciting how that's, uh, how that's worked for that. So talk to me a little bit about your VA vision technology. How does that make your company a little bit different than some of the other uh, VA companies? Uh, Graydon, do you care if I take this one? Because I got, I got a lot to say on this. This is my we, baby. We right got there. the tech guy there. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is you. This is my baby. This is my baby. Um, when we entered the virtual assistant space, this is what we learned. We, we, we talked to all the VA companies that were taking a stab at the insurance sector. And we learned that the first thing they were doing was marginalizing the virtual assistant, meaning the VA was a number. And we didn't like that. We thought, look, what if we can humanize the virtual assistant? I mean, Carmen is here on this podcast and Carmen is with me uh, throughout my day. She runs my schedule. She is one of the most important humans in my life, even on my personal life. You know, she helps me with getting my kids to baseball practice. I mean, she gets me uh, fully aligned with, with what we're doing. So we wanted to maintain and make sure that the, the virtual assistant was humanized. The second thing was uh, the VA companies um, before us had this don't ask, don't tell relationship with the carriers. Well, because I had an insurance agency and I had a relationship with carriers, the first thing I did was march into there, you know, call them, email them and say, what could I do to make you bullish on working with VAs? And they said, well, good luck on that, unless you can create us a software that tracks every single freaking keystroke, every mouse movement, every screen refresh rate, and hyper protects our data, you know, then we don't know how excited we are with having someone, you know, across the world, you know, working inside our systems. And I said, okay, challenge accepted. So that software... Uh, was built so that we could maintain and have a good relationship with the carriers. And uh, in our mission to humanize the VAs, we couldn't do that if we were keeping them quiet and keeping everything, you know, low key. So we developed that software. And what's been interesting, David, is the past couple months, some of our bigger clients are insurance carriers. So they're white labeling. Yes. Um, All the way from uh, they're, and they're using every type of virtual assistant. Each carrier, you know, has a, a, a different type of VA that they prefer that they utilize from those in Philippines and India to help with things like, you know, maybe helping quoting and, and book roles or getting insurance licensed VAs. We have one carrier specifically that uh, is using the independent channel for distribution. And they said, you know what, we want a direct to consumer platform, but we don't want to build it. So they use our insurance licensed VAs for their sales and for their service on their direct-to-consumer distribution uh, model. So um, if we didn't have that software, we couldn't have done anything. It's, it's the number one uh, most important thing to help scale a VA company. And what I view as um, even people that don't use agency VA, uh, like for their VAs, will use us for, their, for the software which is fine with us. Like as long as they're using that and they have a VA or even a remote worker for that matter, when COVID hit, you know, everyone became, you know, virtual. So (laughs) our software's value kind of, you know, spiked a little bit during that time to, yeah, use our software, protect the data, you know, let your agent, your VA or anyone work remotely and protect, protect that data. 
And what's even uh, interesting is our VA has been forced to work remotely in the Philippines because due to some COVID shutdown. So it's been almost a double remote, but it's worked pretty seamlessly. Um, And it's just, to me, it's just amazing that I could develop a relationship with someone who's five or 10,000 miles away and they can do a job just about as adequately and they can do just about anything that needs to be done from the office other than meet, you know, with clients or customers in, in person. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. So your clients, the insurance agents, do they get reports or how do they know that, um, does that agency vision technology, you know, tell them what their VA is doing and how long it's taking for average tasks or, or, or how, how is reporting actually done? Yeah. So there's a night VA vision provides a nightly report and serves it up to the agency, um, you know, telling the workload capacity of the virtual assistant, meaning uh, are you overworking your VA? It will indicate that. So, you know, like I probably shouldn't, you know, throw a bunch more tasks or the next stop for my VA is going to be the emergency room. Or are you underworking? Is your VA underperforming? Or are you in that sweet spot, you know, that it, that is good work? So you're getting that indication. Now, David, you said earlier, you've hired people and you have kind of that instinct or that gut feeling if they're wasting time or not. I, unfortunately, being a nerd and a tech guy first, I didn't have that. I don't have that. So I have to rely on the data to know, you know, how much more can the individuals on my team handle or do I need to scale back? Um, And so that's that nightly report. You're getting the screenshots of what took place. You know, you're getting that uh, indicator of how much more work can be handled. Um, And so you get that every night. Sure. Absolutely. And even myself personally, I work from home one day per week just because a lot of times when you're uninterrupted, you can just get a lot of what I call kind of the crap work done, just stuff that you need to do without getting interrupted. And and your VAs are basically kind of in an uninterrupted state constantly. They don't have walk-in traffic. They don't have the customer that wants to spend 30 minutes. So what that does is that frees us up is, you know, if one of my internal team uh, has the little old lady that comes in that just really enjoys chit-chatting and, and that's just part of why she's still a customer, we have a few extra minutes to chit chat and, and help make her life almost more pleasant because we have um, an offsite person that is able to take some of the administrative uh, tasks off of um, off of our plate. So let's talk about some just some typical tasks from inside of an insurance agency. And let's see if 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 you have VAs that are kind of handling these specific tasks. So I'll get an email from a mortgage company saying, you know, Wesley's refinancing his mortgage. Please change it from Bank of America to First Citizens. VA can handle that or not? Great. What do you think, Carmen? What do you guys think? Can a VA take care of that? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what I do, I just literally forward that to our VA and it's off my plate and um, it's uh, it's done well. Uh, so let's say Graydon has his car insurance with one of our carriers and he calls us or emails us saying, you know what, our rate just went up and you know I'm leaving your office unless you find me a lower rate. And, and we're an independent agency, so we have many carriers. Uh, somebody's going to have to plug in his birthday, his address, his, his VIN number into other carrier sites or into a comparative rater. Can a VA make our lives easier in that, uh, in that situation? For sure. So not, even, not only would they go to rater and carrier sites, um, if they are licensed, they can obviously bind and complete the change. 
Um, but another cool thing is, like Wes said, we have close to 500 VAs right now. So we've developed best practices for each of these types of tasks, created a platform called VA University, and the virtual assistants can go onto that platform, watch different videos, go through different assessments to learn different raters, learn how to use AMS systems, QQ Catalyst, AMS 360, Hawksoft, Easy Links. Um, a lot of these virtual assistants can get training even within agency VA to kind of outsource and kind of shoulder the burden of training within an agency so that you can not only send it over, but if it's something that they're not familiar with, they can contact our team, they can figure out how to get it done. Or we always like to bounce back to the agencies, build that relationship, work with you on training um, so that they do it exactly how you want them to complete specific tasks in your agency. So let's say that there is a client within my office and they, they, they're they not one that shows up on the non-pay list all the time. And, and, and they're a good customer, but they're showing on the pending cancel because um, they haven't made a payment. Can, can, can our VA reach out and call them and say, hey, David asked me to give you a call and you're one of our better customers. And I think this may have slipped through the cracks. And did you want to make a credit card payment? Is that you know, something like that, something that they can handle? Hey, I want to ask Carmen that question. Carmen, if you are, do you have to make calls for me all the time? In the situation that David gave, maybe I will give a call. Yeah, in that situation, you could give a call. But for Carmen, in the way we've positioned her, she isn't on the phone much. She does mostly texting, uh, social media, Facebook, um, Messenger uh, to align the schedule. But other virtual assistants, all as they do is inbound, outbound phone calls. So um, what I wanted to illustrate with Carmen is that it's just contingent upon the VA and it's just contingent upon the appetite and or the need of the agency. Yeah, um, that and that's that's absolutely true because what Graydon said is that there are, you know, agency VA provides training on systems. Well, well, that's great, but in addition to the system, there are certain ways that our office wants things done. So we have to provide a little bit of extra guidance on on those kind of things. But once you get past that initial training period, which you would have with an in-house uh, team member or with a virtual team member, it really works pretty seamlessly. Um, nothing's perfect, nothing ever works perfectly, but this has worked pretty well. So tell me a little bit about your licensed VAs. That seems a little bit, um, honestly, scary for, for me to, to, to have a licensed person selling policies. And, and, and honestly, we don't use a licensed person. Um, how does that work? How many states do they get licensed in and, 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 and how do they handle sales? So how we established and set it up is um, they could be located in any part of the United States, but whatever agency they're working for and whatever states that agency sells in, we can get the non-resident license so they can act in that location. And so uh, a lot of our virtual assistants that are licensed will be located in Utah. Also, we have a strong young workforce uh, in fact, our median age is mid-20s that are getting insurance license out of Puerto Rico. And so we're infusing inside a lot of these insurance agencies, young, licensed talent, kind of like a blank canvas. They don't have bad habits. Um, if you've got systems and process in place, uh, these guys are going to do a lot of wonderful things for you. Um, so uh, like yesterday, I think we had four yesterday past the PNC exam to get licensed. And every week, you know, we're kind of rolling like a snowball, getting more and more that are passing because that seems to be one of the more aggressive needs of these insurance agencies is licensed help. And so, um, 
you know, the limitations of someone that is insurance licensed, that is a virtual assistant are zero because they can do everything that another licensed person can do. I mean, they have that license to be able to be able to legally do it. So uh, it's, it's a really interesting, neat concept. It's, it's something that's taken fire uh, and that I think is going to, it is, it's going to change the insurance industry. Okay. So we're not going to necessarily go into details um, because I know you have different packages and, and even, you know, salaries for internal team members vary so much based on what part of the country you are. But but if I have um, if I have an internal team member and I pay out a dollar of payroll, I have what seven point whatever cents uh, to be paid out in, in the in the Medicare and and uh, uh, in the FICA. Uh, I'll have some workers comp. I'll have some benefits to be paid out. So that you know there's a significant cost over and above the salary or the hourly wage of of an internal W two employee. What benefits does having a virtual assistant provide? It's just just as far as the sheer cost. Well, well, first and foremost, uh, you're not going to have an unemployment claim from a virtual assistant. Second, you're not going to have potential litigation if you mess up on uh, either instruction or the way you communicate. I mean, right now in the state of California, if you look at someone, you know, wrong, uh, you're going to end up in court. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so sad because that, that yeah. makes business difficult. It's stupid. Yeah. It's very, and very there stupid. are times that lawsuits are legitimate, but we, we're in a society now to where there are too many of them that happen for sure. Exactly right. And so you're, you're shielding yourself and, and hedging the risk associated with that. You don't, you don't have it. You don't have unemployment. You don't, you don't have that. You have a set cost. It's a set expense, a set cost that is going to hit your checking account or your credit card monthly, you know, a month before the service is rendered and, and then you can move forward. So from a budgeting perspective, from a scaling perspective, we're basically taking your labor and making it scalable and moving a lot of the variables that are uncontrollable. Um, the costs associated with virtual assistants can be as low as one of the, one of the more popular thing that's happening right now is people are buying live transfers and so they're just they're having a va light up their phones and live transfer back to the agency and serve the agency opportunities to sell more and so stuff like that can go anywhere from you know 20 to 30 bucks per live transfer so some of those guys are spending five six hundred bucks a month um you know lighting up the phones and getting opportunities for their agents if you get an insurance licensed virtual assistant in almost all the 50 states it's going to be less to get a virtual assistant from us that is insurance licensed than it is to get it in your state and the reality though even if it was apples to apples in the same there isn't a large amount of people graduating college lining up to work inside your insurance agency. So a lot of the times I hear agents that will say, I can do it a little bit less in my state. And I say, well, then you should. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, but I can't find anybody. Okay. 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 I could, if I could. Yeah, I could. uh, If I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's a, a strong thing that, that we're helping agencies, you know, with is like, you know, getting them, getting them good help, getting them good licensed help that, that provides scalability. I've been an agent since, oh, since oh five and I've made some doozies of hires. And I say that in a negative way and hiring is a very difficult thing. And in a small business, I remember I interviewed um, one guy that I thought was just going to be a rock star. He uh, had some military background. He wanted to get out of retail and um, he thought the nine to five aspect was going to be great. And then making some commission. And I told him, I said, you know, you're coming from a chain store. So if the manager that hired you, if, if it doesn't work out, he didn't go bankrupt. 
literally you're, you're, you're one, you, you are going to be one of the more important parts of my life. And if you don't work out, it could have severe negative impacts on me personally, financially. Um, so please do a good job. And he ended up not doing a great job. Uh, but um, hiring is very, very difficult. So, so hiring the right people is so having, in essence, being the ability to outsource that hiring, and I'm sure nothing's perfect, right? So um, somebody, you have systems in place to, to discipline and, and make corrections with your VAs, I would assume, right? I mean, 100% of your VAs probably there's always going to be a few that, that make some mistakes. So, 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 so I, as a client go to the supervisor to handle any, any, any problems as opposed to straight to the VA. Right. Yeah. Well, and even to take that a step further, one of the risks of, you know, uh, going uh, on Facebook and, and finding someone from the Philippines and saying, Hey, come into my agency as if, if something were to go awry, if something were to happen, what legal recourse exists Mm -hmm. Um, with uh, a virtual assistant outfit like ours you know, we, we have attorneys, you know, on the ground, you know, what's interesting though, in the years that we've done this, we've actually never had to use them, but the fact that they're there is a big thing where it's more beneficial is like how in the States we have what's, you know, what we call a W2, their version of the W2 out there is really, really critical because if they're not on that W2, if they're not getting benefits, um, if they're not getting opportunities to develop, like what we say in the States, their credit, you know, these people out there are contractors that they're not bettering their life the way they should so they're having to take on three four clients you know in a day whereas ours are they're getting health insurance benefits they're 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 getting all the benefits that they need they're getting paid well um you know a couple of the highlights of of what i do and who i am is we actually sign a document when our virtual assistant virtual assistants in the philippines are purchasing homes and, you know, we're, we're seeing 10, 30 documents a month, um, you know, of these VAs purchasing home. We're getting stories of VAs coming and saying, I am right now making more money for my family than the mayor of my city because they have a U.S. based uh, opportunity, um, you know, that that is that is that is serving them really well. So it's it's very critical to have that W2 type relationship um, and, and utilizing virtual assistant outfits protects you as far as any potential litigation that, that would need to take place. Well, and, and, and I think dealing with a U.S. based co- company just makes me feel better as well. Cause if there ever were an issue, I mean, I could find Wesley and, and uh, you know, he's, he's going to go by, go by our laws. He's not just an individual 10,000, 10,000 miles away. So, well, awesome. Well, this is really, really exciting. This has been a, a, a agency VA has helped our agency, uh, we're a little bit of a different agency. We don't try to write 200 policies a week. We we um, we, we keep it a little bit small on purpose. Um, but having having a VA to help us has just been a um, having a been a game changer for us. Uh, anything else that we wanted to add before we talk a little bit about how to how to learn a little bit a uh, little bit more specifically on how agency VA can help your agency? Um, I think the only thing I would I would love to add and end with is. Uh, I'm really excited and proud of, of Graydon here. Uh, when we develop and build out our company, we try to get individuals that align with our mission and our objectives. And, and to be able to um, provide opportunities and jobs for those in the Philippines, uh, we needed someone that had been there. And having Graydon be there for two years, you know, he provides 
uh, a set of eyes and a set of he's, he's almost like an ambassador for the Philippines and uh, being able to speak their language, know their culture, have lived amongst, you know, them. He, he, he does a wonderful job at that. And and what we've done with each part uh, as we've expanded in the world is we've found similar gradients to make sure that we have that great empathetic connection, you know, existing in the corporate offices of someone that has resided and lived in the parts and knows the culture very well. And so one thing I'd like to end with is uh, it's always incredible to, to watch and to witness the connection, you know, that Graydon has with those in the Philippines. Um, Graydon, I, I think it would be really cool in closing before they, they get your information. Um, why did you, choose to work for Agent CVA? Like what, what, what has motivated you, you know, to do it? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you remember our first interview, Wes, but I came into it knowing that this was a potential job for me to speak Tagalog, um, the Filipino language. I didn't know if I'd be in sales and HR, just a translator, what my role would be. Um, but my neighbor is Wes's sister-in-law. We found that connection, got to know each other and have really enjoyed my job here. Um, but that being said, just working with Wes in particular and with the virtual assistant, seeing Wes's morals, um, trying to humanize these virtual assistants, helping them better their lifestyles um, was something that I really, really got behind. And it's been, it's been super fun for me to push myself, try to talk to as many agency owners as I can, learn a little bit about insurance. Um, my main role, like I said, is just talk with the individuals, see if a VA is a good fit. If it's not going to be a good fit for our virtual assistants or for the agency, then we say call back in three months. Here's a step-by-step list for how you can work to provide a good situation or a good um, lifestyle for a virtual assistant and also be prepared in your agency to grow exponentially and kind of grow with virtual assistants. I love it. So risking that you're going to talk bad about my shirt or about my hair, uh, I would love to uh, to hear just a short uh, correspondence between you and Carmen in uh, in the native language before we close the show out. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. So, Carmen, kamusta naman po kayo? Ako yung mabuti. Ikaw, kamusta ka? Mabuti naman. Magiging sika po tayo dito, no? Yes. Sa podcast <laughs> oh, po tayo. Oh. <laughs> Totoo yan. Kayo, David at Wesley, kamusta kayo? She said, how are you guys doing, Wes? Wes and David? Oh, we're doing po. great. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Wes knows a few words. We've been teaching him. But... I know the F words, some swear words, and, you know, just the, just the essentials. <laughs> See, I, 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 I'm not sure that they didn't say that Wes has a much cooler and thicker beard than David does. Um, <laughs> David, they were doing some white boy jokes. I know what's happening, David. <laughs> there you go. So cool. So for any insurance agency owners that are like, you know what, this sounds pretty cool. Uh, it sounds like something I'd like to just talk about, learn a little bit more. Obviously, it's not free. There's always a cost. And somebody wanted to learn what the costs are and the process is how would they kind of take the next step? Great. And this is you, man. They'd go to you. Yes. I mean, I can provide my emails, just Graydon at agencyva.com. Um, you can go to our website, agencyva.com, schedule an email or an appointment there. But we'd love to hear that you came from David. You heard our podcast, just so we know kind of a background that you heard about VA Vision, you've heard about VA University, kind of the training, just so we can really develop those phone calls for you. Um, Talk about your agency, get to know each other. 
um, see if a VA would be a good fit for you. And I'm more than happy to set 30 minutes, an hour, 15 minutes, whatever you have, um, just to talk about your agency and talk about virtual assistants. Perfect. And one thing I can say, the agency VA experience has been pretty customizable for us. So um, it, it sounds like there are, there are agencies that are using multiple full-time VAs, and then there are agencies that are using one part-time VA and, and everything in between. So it's really something that can fit in your budget and can also be modified in the future as you grow, or I guess even in theory, if business is not going well, you could scale back if, um, if need be. So with that being said, uh, Graydon, I appreciate your time. Wes, it's been awesome. Uh, Carmen, uh, I hope you didn't say anything mean about us, but I'm sure that you, uh, I'm sure that you, you didn't. And um, if, if a virtual assistant seems like something that could benefit your agency, get in contact, get in contact with Graydon and just have a, have a conversation and see, see if it looks like you uh, would like to move to the next step. And as always, if there's anything financially that's keeping you up at night, whether it be your business finances, uh, benefits, or anything on the personal side, I'm always happy to do a 30-minute consultation. So email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. We can talk for 30 minutes about what's keeping you up at night. And if there are any next steps, we can devise a plan. So until next time, we wish you a blessed week. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.